Hi guys. Amy Cabo. Life can bring many difficult situations. Domestic violence, addictions, poverty, and even sexual abuse by your loved ones. Welcome Amy Cabo and The Cure. Good afternoon and welcome to The Cure Radio Show. I'm your host Amy Cabo with my amazing partner Boris and Michelle, our amazing daughter. <laughs> and the dogs and us. Mom, our show is available live on your radio, also live through our app, The Cure, on any smartphone, and our website, GodIsTheCure.com, because he is. We are broadcasting today live from Miami through satellite, available on 35 radios in 11 states, and on Series XM 131, and live on social media, and soon after the show, any podcast player as a podcast. And I wanted to thank our social media followers, especially... We reach an average of 1 million people monthly in Facebook alone. Thank you and thank God. That was so easy. This show deals with issues of life, suffering, and the tenacity of the human spirit. We provide testimonials to let people know that we are not alone. And in this show, the testimony started with me. We also have experts and inspirational speakers with valuable information. Since education is necessary, awareness is crucial, and comfort is needed. God was my only cure. Everything else failed. So we hope to be a source of healing for each other. Life can be challenging, but know there's always hope. Because God is omnipotent, He is our Father, and He loves us. The song we played earlier was American. And guys, this is what I get by it. My take. And I'll tell you this, the name of the singer later. Had I written it down. Sorry about that. <laughs> okay, here we go. When people think they know better and offer help by judging us, it's not right. God knows our intentions and our heart. That's what matters. Pray they're given sight. Pride can be selfish and ignorant at its best. How it's justified or who we are, we can still be wrong. Take the student approach in life and learn instead. Pray that God will show his truth before too long. Jesus loves a happy heart in all we do. St. Teresa, the little flower, told us so. When the enemy tries to bring us down, forgive, show love, they don't really know. Those things that frustrate us, learn to thank God in advance. Believe in his daily bread as we ask. For getting better, it's just another chance. That's how joy is experienced often, clinging to God every step of the way. Constant prayer and relentless faith guides us and gets us through our everyday. 
and the person who sings Americans is Janelle Monet. Thank you, my wonderful producer. Oh. Oh, yeah, he put it in <laughs> last <me>. minute. <laughs> you don't need to say everything. <laughs> he put it in last minute. Today, we will talk about the effects of the pandemic on our kids, and we have our special guest, John Shea. Shea. John Shea is a retired entrepreneur living in Seattle, Washington, with his oceanographer wife, Joanne. Wow. When he's not drawing or writing, he can be found rebuilding their century-old farmhouse or tending to his beloved fruit trees and raspberries. Nice. I like raspberries, too. We should <laughs> plant it. What is that, plant? A tree. Tree? Mm. Yeah, a tree about it. Okay. Hmm. The birth of his grandson, congratulations, at the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic inspired him to write the story of Panda-demic. Adorable. John, welcome to The Cure. So excited to Thank you, Amy. Good to see you. Sounds like you and your family are having a good time there. Well, you know. Well, you know, life is good with God in it. I can't complain. It's we uh, we tend to focus on the bright side of things, even though everything has two sides. We like to focus on the bright side, and I'm sure you do too, which is what your book is mostly about, right? Yep. So, tell me about Pandemic. What is well, Pandemic is a children's book. Here, if I get the oh, that's a pandemic. just right. Mm -hmm. There we yep. go. There you are. Uh, yeah. And uh, it's available online uh, on, and on most, most uh, Amazon and uh, Barnes and & Noble and all those good places. Uh, but Pandemic, uh, it was actually an inspiration to me to write Pandemic uh, just after my grandson was born, uh, March 13th last year. Uh, I was actually driving to Seattle thinking about how can I explain what is happening in the world today with the pandemic to my grandson as he grows up and because it's a global event and ever it's it's touching all of our lives and what's the best mechanism for caretakers and doctors and nurses and others to communicate on and during the drive I came up with the idea of the children's book and so Panda, the, the character, Dimmick, who's Pandemic, uh, he has the unique ability to be able to talk to humans and other animals as well as the coronavirus. And through that conversation, he sees how he can protect his friends and his family and bring healing back into the world. And a lot of it has to do with his knowledge of the environment and how the imbalance in nature led us to this point and how can we get that balance back into our lives. So this book is really geared towards young children, towards young I, children, I gather. And what age do you suppose they start understanding what's going on uh, to that effect? Yes, what, yeah, to that effect for the young children is uh, what we see is the, the starting with the imbalance in nature of the wildlife in the world uh, for example uh, one of the, one of the uh, things that inspired the book was that I had learned there was a, a research scientist doing work in the uh, in the uh, in, uh, Alaska waters listening to the songs of whales and that research was always done in the summertime when all the whales are up there calving. And it normally would be, com be competing with other uh, ocean traffic, such as uh, boats and cruise ships and things like that. And when the pandemic happened, the, because there was no longer any cruise ships going up there for the very first time in, in decades, those researchers were able to actually listen to the whale's song without any background noise. And so the conversation they saw was actually changing because you can imagine if you're a whale living in the ocean, 
and you're constantly hearing this background noise of, of, of boats and things like that, to suddenly have a moment of quiet and the, converse, the whale's conversation started to change. And that thought and that imagery with, is also within the book is for children, they, they can relate to that because, one, they love whales and they love pandas and they love all the animals that are in the book. But it gives them a sort of a concrete sense of how, how the, the, uh, the pandemic, in a sense, gave the world a moment to reflect. It gave us a time out to say, what's really important to us? And that's really what the, what the book speaks to, is that moment of reflection, that moment of is, uh, how do we carry our lives forward after the pandemic? Wow. So then you uniquely tie in a worldview, you know, also the environment as it relates to the pandemic. I know that this pandemic was an open eye-opener for me, not so much as in the environment being the most important, but our lives, how fragile we are, how easily our lives could be taken away, how, it, you know, we just really need to stay close to God because we don't know when it's our time, and many people have lost their lives to this pandemic. And um, we will continue talking about how the pandemic affects all of us, especially our kids. And we'd love to hear from you. Call us with your questions or opinions. One eight six six thirty four truth. One eight six six thirty four truth. Don't forget to call us. One eight six six thirty four truth. We will be right back with Amy Cabo and The Cure. Amy Cabo and The Cure. This show deals with suffering, the tenacity of the human spirit, and the courage to keep moving forward with the help of God. I want people to know that there's hope. I was forced into my abortion because I didn't think I had a choice. I want people to know there's choices. Well, Amy, my heart is breaking. I just want you to know that I love you and I thank God for you. Amy Cabo and The Cure. Every Saturday at 1 Eastern on The Truth Network. Welcome back. This is Amy Cavo, and thanks for tuning in. Yes, thank you. And also remember that you can listen to the radio show live through our app, The Cure, with Amy Cavo, or as a podcast. Just look for God is the Cure on any podcast platform, especially iTunes. <laughs> the song that just played was Sunflower by Post Malone. Oh, I guess that's why he was singing Sunflower all the time. Well, we'd be really left to the dust unless yeah. God stuck by us, that's for sure. But okay. here's a, a non-pleasurizing poem with the <laughs> help of the Holy Spirit, okay. of course. Live by virtue and persevere no matter how unpopular or difficult it is to do. Choose to do it right and be consistent regardless of what life has put us through. If you think you can do it alone, 
suit yourself, go right ahead. God is constant peace, joy, and love. Don't be surprised if it's misery instead. Imitate God who keeps his promises and is unchanging over time. Don't be discouraged or lose hope from the corruption or the crime. What we ask for, believe we have it, even if, even if we don't know how or, or in which way. We made it this far because God cares. He's never silent in his actions when we pray. We are talking about that how the pandemic affected our kids with special guest John Shea, author of the pandemic. Oh, oh sorry, pandemic. That's right, pandemic. Yeah. So, uh, John, just before we, we went into break, we were talking about um, some of the effects of this um, pandemic and how it has affected kids. And so we're trying to look at the bright sides because there's plenty of bad sides to it and we can be realistic at the same time. But for the kids, we want to try to get them to stay focused on the bright side. I, for one, appreciate smiles much more. I didn't realize how special it was, human connection or human interaction. And inadvertently, you know, with the kids wearing schools and masks, sometimes teachers didn't recognize them. Um, well, and some kids don't even go to school. They lost a little bit of their individualism. And for some kids, their whole socialization. Um, and, you know, that's why it's so good that we have books like this. And it may be geared towards young kids because we tend to overlook them thinking they don't understand enough. But we're all in this together and we're all somehow affected one way or the other. So, John, how important do you think it is for kids to be in school? <laughs> well, I, I think it's very important. Uh, but I, I, let me share with you a, a, a brief story about children's in classrooms and the pandemic, as well as uh, the book Pandemic. Okay. There's a, there's a kindergarten class in uh, Annapolis, Maryland, who I was recently contacted by, and their, their teacher to try in their virtual classroom to try to bring the, the class onto a, uh, a more positive view of, of life, uh, she had the, the classroom adopt the new baby panda at the National Zoo. And this was actually, her story was written up by the uh, uh, Capital Gazette newspaper. Nice. And what she would do is she would have the children, uh, she would, on a weekly basis, one of the children would watch the video camera of the, of the baby panda at the zoo and then offer a report to the rest of the class as to what happened that week with the baby panda. And from that, this brilliant kindergarten teacher built her entire curriculum on mathematics and on, on storytelling and everything else based around this virtual adopted pet of the baby panda. Uh, and then one of the uh, parents, as their school classes starting to, to, uh, to close out for the year, they're all coming together. And she asked me if I, was, if I would be willing to donate books for this classroom. And so actually sitting on my desk right next to me here is the 25 books of uh, Pandemic that I'm going to be mailing to Annapolis, Maryland uh, on Monday so that these children sort of, it, it sort of closed the loop on that. It brings them back together. It brings them together with a story about a panda and the pandemic. Uh, I, it's, it's just a wonderful story. And, and she's, uh, the teacher there is just absolutely brilliant for, for thinking of her students and coming up with this way of bringing her, of sort of closing out this event in a very positive way. So the the pan the idea of the panda gets them off focus of what's going on and it's a little weird how come everything's different and 
things like that so then they focus on this tender animal and they see that there's more to it than just what we see in the immediate environment um, and to, to try to tie everything in together so that they get the idea that there's a there's a better bigger picture exactly yes nice. and, and I think that that's sort of the something of the silver lining of I think it's going to become more and more apparent as we as as life returns to normal there's I think there's a possibility that it's going to return to better than normal in uh, a good, a good uh, way to think of this is in, in 2008, the, US, the, the, the Olympics, the Summer Olympics was held in Beijing. And in preparation for that, the Chinese government cleaned up the air in Beijing in 2008. And after the Olympics, they started to let the environment slide back to what it used to be. And the, the population, the citizens of Beijing said, hey, we kind of like it being able to breathe clean air and see the mountains and just enjoy ourselves a little bit better, get out and see the world. And I think with the pandemic, as I was saying earlier, the, 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 the world has sort of been put a little bit on a timeout. So the what we're seeing is fresh air is coming back into our cities because there's less traffic and it gives people a view of what the world could be like and we now have a decision to make do we want to return to uh, a sort of an unhealthy unbalanced world or do we want to return to a more balanced world more balanced life uh, I think children they're seeing more of their parents during the pandemic than I saw of my parents growing up because wow. my parents were constantly working, but now they're back seeing their parents. They're on walks in, the, in, their, in their neighborhood, and we, we yeah. have a choice to make. We definitely have to be more responsible by our environment, but I think it's us that have been put in a timeout. This has definitely been a humbling experience. <laughs> and then, yes, and we'll continue talking about that <laughs> a little bit later after the, the break. Amy Cabo. Life can bring many difficult situations, domestic violence, addictions, poverty, and even sexual abuse by your loved ones. Welcome Amy Cabo and The Cure. Hi guys, welcome back and thanks for tuning in. Remember, we're live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern on your radio, on our app The Cure, and our website GodIsTheCure.com. And yes, my eyes keep on wondering because I keep getting visited by butterflies outside my window. <laughs> They're so adorable. There's so many of them. Yeah, it's okay. super cute. Yeah, and pebbles popped up. And also the shows are available as a video podcast. Just uh, look for God is the Cure with Amy Cabo or type in God is the Cure and the podcast will show up. Is it possible that there's more butterflies because of the pandemic? Oh. Uh, who no. knows? Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> Well, I think my sister said the animals were coming out more because people weren't out. I don't know. <laughs> so, maybe. The song that just played was Less Sad. Oh, this time is written. Yeah, a lot of us are less sad. By John Michael Howell. So, guys, this is what I get thanks to the Holy Spirit because I do ask for his help. And I think he helps me. Who knows? Those closest to God are sometimes the ones most tempted and tried 
It can be part of our everyday life. By God's grace, we get used to the ride. Despite any agony, we are less sad. We aspire to love God forever. Pleasing Him by following His ways, look to His precepts. It brings us together. We don't turn good because we've suffered. Most of us suffer because we're good. And that's how we grow and are refined and learn to do the things we should. When we embrace the cross with perfect patience and resignation, we're not overwhelmed anymore. It may seem unfair. Just because we don't see it doesn't mean it, doesn't mean it isn't there, but felt to the core. Instead of being proud, we can be grateful, focus on hope, be thankful to God with praise. There was never a time he didn't come through. We are proof that God winning has always been the case. We are discussing the pandemic and the effect of our children with our special guest, John Shea, author of Pandemic. And I want to emphasize, by the way, that our Savior is always here for us. As Psalm, as Psalm says, 145.18, the Lord is near to all who call upon him. And John, just before we get went into break or somewhere throughout the show, we talked about how this pandemic has allowed us to spend more time with each other and get to know what's really important in life, with which is each other. You know, um, it's, it's really the most important how we treat each other. And it really has taught me to be a better mother. I realized there was more time that I can spend with our children, especially since we pulled our daughter out of school um, because of the mandated mask situation. It wasn't working out for us. And, um, and I, I spent more time with her as a result. So to me, it's almost as if it's a blessing in disguise. It's something she's always wanted. I thought socialization was more important, but in the end, she needed her family most. So John, how did your family cope with the pandemic? Uh, good, good question. Uh, the way we coped with it is because we, we recently became grandparents for the first time, uh, my daughter and her husband still needed to work. And so we arranged to where, you know, a lot of people built pods. We actually built sort of a, a, a three-household pod. So the grandparents on both sides of the family would come together and be able to manage time with the grandchild while the parents were still able to work. And so it was sort of a, a, a three-bubble pod system that we devised to be able to keep everybody safe, uh, both the elderly as well as the, the newborn child. And uh, it worked really, really well. Uh, we did a lot of walks. We did a lot of, you know, a lot of dinners at home rather than restaurants. And that those mechanisms... Uh, very similar to what you're saying with, about your daughter, is it actually brought our family closer together, particularly at a time with, with, a, with a new grandchild. And it gave us time to reflect. And uh, as I walked with the grandchild on our hill, what I saw is other families doing the same thing. They would, you know, we would keep our social distance, but I was hearing children laugh. I could hear, I could smell people barbecuing, which two years ago, that was, you know, maybe the weekend, usually not. People are off to a movie, they're off to something else. It was our, the speed of life was so fast and so, I'll say, a, a bit out of control. Being able, sort of having that excuse to dial everything back and really focus on what was important. Start reading again. It was, it was, it was quite dramatic and kind of something that we embraced. True story, John. I've never seen so many people work out outdoors and so many different kinds of people. I mean, we're talking old, young, healthy, not healthy looking. It didn't matter. They were out there and they were doing the right thing for the most part. But let's hear it from the horse's mouth itself. Let's hear it from a kid. Let's get her point of view. 
How was the pandemic for you, Michelle? Um, for me, in my opinion, Mom, I think it was very stressful. I was under a lot of pressure. The teachers were giving me more homework than usual. Like, I already was used to homework, but they gave me double, like, my math teacher that I had. So you <laughs> like the homeschooling better? Yes, I do. It, 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 I have less friends, but it's way better. So. It's a good trade-off, you think? Yes, yes. And the people that I went to in the school were very, like, they didn't even behave. They were always misbehaving, so it didn't even matter because they were always So not everyone handled the stress the same. Yeah, like, there was this one kid in my class who I had, like, three classes with, and he was always misbehaving. He was taking off his mask. He was, he was a bad kid, and he's still in the school, I think. Well, there's one of those everywhere. Yeah. But there, wherever there's good, there's bad. Remember, the mm -hmm. opposite always has to exist. And also <laughs> another thing about the pandemic is that it kind of affected my mental health. At one point, like at one point, I was like, I can't do this. My acne's getting bad. I'm, like, I even had a panic attack in school because it was that bad, at least three times because of the mask. And I'm sure they weren't showing you pandas. <laughs> no. No, they weren't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, see, that, that's what was missing. But, John, how do you see the pandemic affecting children in the long run? Is that even a possibility? Uh, I, 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 the way I look at it is um, with, with the growth of the Internet and everybody sort of doing their own thing and everybody experiencing their own media or their, their, their we were we were going into a very siloed individual experience worldwide. And I think for children, this is a major event in their lives, which was shared by all children worldwide. So it's this, it's this shared event that will impact children individually, but also as a, uh, uh, you know, worldwide, it's, our children are going to be talking about life before the pandemic, and they're going to be talking about life after the pandemic. And I think as as we move forward uh, and life returns to whatever normal is going to be, uh, I think children are going to say, "I you know, I like spending more time with my family, but I also see that." Uh, the need to contribute to society is also important. And how do I do that work-life balance? Because if there's anything that the pandemic proved to us is that remote work actually does work. And so I think people are gonna be, be, we now have a proof point that I can work and have a, have a family life at the same time. And I think that's probably gonna be a good thing. Uh, for children, it's going to be how do I, what's my contribution, what's my obligation in reflection of how, of, of this global event? Right. I mean, when it, when it comes to long, long run, I mean, you don't think that we'll eventually revert back to our old ways, kind of like what China did with the air when things start to normalize? Because even though God's never changing and we're not supposed to be changing over time, the world around us and the environment is, and even circumstances, nothing lasts forever. Um, if we think everything's going to last this and stay the same forever, we're lying to ourselves. Yeah. Well, actually, for the uh, uh, it, for for China. Uh, okay, uh, I'm, I'm just sorry I'm going to interrupt you because we're oh. like going to a break. Oh, I'm sorry. So, uh, thank you for being with us. Just uh, call us if you have questions about the pandemic and kids and how to address it to your kid. Or have, how, how you have addressed it with your kid. 1-866-34-TRUTH, 1-866-34-TRUTH. We will be right back with Amy Cavill and The Cure. Hello, I'm Michael Youssef. You know, history has shown that when a nation turns to God, its social problems are soon dissolved. Broken families are healed. People break free from addictions and alcoholism. Crime rates plummet. In the Welsh Revival last century, all across Wales, police and judges had nothing to do. Why? Because there was no crime. And it can happen here by God's grace. Christ is our only hope for individuals, for families, and yes, for a nation. But it all starts with you. Will you come to Him? 
When nations turn to God, they find their societal problems disappear. Won't you consider looking to the one who made you? Visit ltw.org slash Jesus. That's ltw.org slash Jesus. Amy Cabo and The Cure. This show deals with suffering, the tenacity of the human spirit, and the courage to keep moving forward with the help of God. I want people to know that there's hope. I was forced into my abortion because I didn't think I had a choice. I want people to know there's choices. Well, Amy, my heart is breaking. I just want you to know that I love you and I thank God for you. Amy Cabo and The Cure. Every Saturday at 1 Eastern on The Truth Network. We live in an on-demand world. Time, weather, meals, and content. That's why the Truth Network has the Truth Podcast Network. Some of your favorite Truth Network programs, plus some that are podcast only. Rich content that is rich in the Word. Happy Sunday Morning Praise Podcast. Positive and grace-affirming music to touch your soul. You may even find that big toe of yours tapping away. Dance, smile, and thank God for another day to raise some praise. The Happy Sunday Morning Praise Podcast at Truth Network. Continue with Amy Cabo and The Cure. Hi again, and thanks for tuning in. We're live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern on your radio, on our app, The Cure, and on social media. Look for God is the Cure. And also, the later the show will be available as a podcast. Just search for The Cure with Amy Cabo. Now, Amy spelled with an I and a double E, or type in God is the Cure, and the podcast will show up. That was three butterflies at the same time. Wow, different colors? No, they're all striped in yellow. Black oh. stripes in yellow. Is that some something adorable? To that? No? Adorable. <laughs> that song that just played was Adore You by Harry Styles. And this is my take. This is what I get, guys. The message that comes from hearing this song. Padre Pio described how those who are habitual sinners and hard to tame, he is gentle with and takes it slowly. Otherwise, it's gone and not the same. I believe God also feels this way. His best miracles are among the lost, which God sent his only begotten son to take our sins and pay the greatest cost. A Lord that loves so much, yet we love so little. We're the ones he does adore. Divine mercy and promises kept. Is there anything we can ask for more? So don't give up on God and let him in, whose greatest joy is being our savior. His love for us will never surrender. It's a gift no human heart can waver. We are continuing our conversation with our special guest, John Shea, and he's guiding us on how to help our children deal with the COVID era. Hmm. Also, I want to mention that Psalm 34:17 says, when the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and rescues them from all their troubles. 
What makes somebody righteous? Oh, obeying God. That's right. Doing the right thing. <laughs> okay, so how about lockdowns? I'm completely against lockdowns. What do you guys think? Yes. They don't work, first of all. And second of all, it's just creating so much damage. Long run. Well, isolation and division is never a good idea. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, they're still butterflies. <laughs> so what do you believe, John? Do you think the lockdown helped? Besides forcing us to spend more time with our families? I mean, do you believe there could have been a better way? I'm not an epidemiologist, so I I can't speak to that. What I can what I can see is that if anything, the pandemic did is it forced us to look at others, to see their lives, that the struggles that they're going through as well. Uh, and I, I think that's that's going to be a good thing. Yes, I I do agree with you, because. I mean, just because whenever I noticed that whenever we had to wear masks, people thought that the mask also meant don't be friendly to each other, don't say hi to each other, be afraid of one another, be suspicious of one another, judge one another. And I don't think that was right. So now I make it a point to be extra friendly to people, give them the biggest smile possible and be super mm -hmm. trusting. I mean, um, so, you know, th there was, there's a lot of good things that came out of this, but um, I, I don't know if some of the measures that were, were taken upon us was the correct way or the right way, because not only that, I mean, your family was able to work, thank God. My family was able to work, but there was a lot of families struggling out there that not only their livelihoods were taken away, but they saw themselves in food lines for the first time. Some ended up homeless. Some of them lost their jobs and they lost their businesses. And so it's almost as if it was hard enough that we were dealing with a serious disease, but then you couple it with desperation. And that may attribute to some of the violence we're seeing today. So, uh, saying, having said all that, all those thoughts, should we say everything to our kids? To when is the 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 stop? I mean, the line that we we don't tell them everything. What do you What do you think, John? Should we tell them everything about COVID? Uh, when you speak of everything, uh, clarify. But like, for example, it's it's very deadly. Certain people, so many people died. And, you know, if you, certain people can get it, you can really die from it. Or we have to kind of make it not so scary. Uh, How realistic should we be with our children, in yeah, other yeah. words? <laughs> <laughs> our, our, our children see all. Our children are much smarter than we, than yes. we imagine. And uh, they understand what's going on. They see what's going on. They hear what's going on. So, honesty is the best policy. Uh, from a wise ask, grandfather. Ask them. Ask yeah. them <laughs> ask, you don't. You don't need to tell them, but answer their questions. They will ask and answer and honestly. Answer truth. Answer honestly and truthfully, and but with context. With context of why? Why did this happen? And I think that's what the book Pandemic speaks to is. Why did it happen? How do we help? How do we listen? What do you mean? Listening how did it happen? How did it, you know what what brought this all together? And in the book Pandemic, it shows how the imbalance in life, the imbalance in nature, led to this moment where we lost control, and now we have to regain control. We have to understand. So, what um, our lives are about, I, I, how do we devote our lives? There is a couple of theories there that actually, uh, it was more a man-made error that happened in this case. So maybe the problem with the environment doesn't have anything to do with the pandemic, more than 
the environment, I think, just became a byproduct of it all. Um, either way, we learned to make lemonade out of lemons. But the whys and hows remains a mystery. Though there could, I don't think, it, was, it wasn't a natural occurring thing. Um, there, there, there's bad things going on in the world. We can't deny that. Um, but at the same time, there's very good things going on in the world. And so we just make the best out of everything. And um, fortunately, you know, because of God, a greater good will come out of every evil. Well, that's a good point to to finish. Anyway, we have uh, only one minute late. Uh, John, if you have half a minute to say something to the kids about the pandemic, what would you say? Uh, boy, that's a, that's a very good question. Uh, if I had one thing to say is uh, look at the pandemic in the context of your family, of how the, it brought us closer together and made us communicate in new ways and talk about what's really important in our lives. Very nice. Nice. So we're just about finished with today's show. Only a few minutes. And John, you seem wonderful. Thank you so much. I bet you're an awesome grandfather and that child is very lucky. Right. So yeah. more information on John Shea, uh, author of Pandemic can be found on our website God is the Cure on the radio shows and then uh, um, you can find his website and also find his book okay so we'll finish with a prayer that Michelle's going to read this prayer was written by a 10 year old by the way oh, yeah. dear God help those who are sick and dying help those who are afraid help those who are grieving help those who are mad Help those who are having a hard time. Being good friends and caregivers. Help those who feel useless and inspire them. To be great friends or... Sympathizers. Sympathizers. Help me to understand what you need me to do in this hard time. Help me to be inspired to help like many others. Help me to... To be that small difference that changes the world. Many, may many people in their hardships and fear try to be bold and ask for help and forgiveness and help us all to understand that in this hard time, what we need most is the help of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who suffered and died for us. Amen. Thank you to the wonderful people that work with us for having us on the air. We're still on. This is Amy Cabo. <laughs> you have been listening to The Cure. Please check out our podcast while her podcast. The Cure with Amy Cabo, our app, her app, The Cure, or her app, no, her website, godisthecure.com. <laughs> Thank you to our listeners for being here with us. Till next week, be kind and give it your best and stay safe. So until next Saturday, guys, much love. Be true to yourself and others. Maintain your values. And keep, keep the faith, faith, most importantly. Love you. Always remember to keep the faith. No matter what, don't get discouraged. Yeah. Never fear. God is here. That's super cool. <laughs> and uh, next week, we are going to have... Who are we going to have next week? You should have wrote it down. Oh, the actor Jason Mack from Father's, uh, A Father's Legacy. Right, because we have a fatherless situation going on in the world today. <laughs> yeah. And please check our podcast, The Cure with Amy Cabo. See, I'm the podcast guy, apparently. <laughs> our app to cure, or our website, godisthecure.com. And thank you again. So, guys, much love. Always remember, be kind to each other. That's the next best thing to loving God. Peace. Thank you for listening to The Cure with Amy Cabo. For more information <laughs> or to get Amy's book, Love is the Answer, God is the Cure, 
or to listen to the podcasts of previous shows, visit GodIsTheCure.com. Oh, Gizmo showed up. <laughs>